What do you do when grief returns from the loss of others around you? That unexpected wave of grief that consumes you once again due to unforeseen circumstances around you. What do you do when that happens? Well, we're going to talk about it today. Stay with me. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in a Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, this is Jeannie. Welcome back to the show, the Shattered into Beautiful podcast. I hope that you have had a wonderful week. Mine has been very challenging. We lost um, my brother-in-law, my husband, his brother passed away. And even though he was um, struggling in his health, we still uh, did not expect it to happen this past week. And so, um, that unexpected turn of another loss in our family was very difficult. And, um, you know, I, I always just try to share from the perspective of where I'm living uh, in that space of time. You know, just being vulnerable about where I am, what God is teaching me about it. I feel like that makes the greatest impact. And I love to minister from that place. And so today, I want to talk about returning grief. I want to talk about what you do when the loss of others around you causes your own personal grief to resurface. And in a sense, that's what happened to me through the loss of my brother-in-law. And um, I found myself speaking to those around me that were struggling with the same thing. And, you know, we have to walk through that, right? So we had to go to... um, the funeral, we had to honor him and honor him well because his life was worthy of that. And I found myself dealing with the impact of personal grief as I did that and sharing with others that were at the service that were walking through the same situation. And so it inspired me to uh, speak about it in today's podcast. And how do we journey through that? And so I was able to personally identify some things that helped me as I walked through this journey of grief of others and for others. One thing that I quickly identified with is it was like a mirror because you begin to feel the triggers, the reminders, the tangible things that we're walking through as we're honoring this loved one causes all the reminders and all the feelings and the emotions of your own personal significant loss to resurface. I found that the moments and the day, it was like it was playing back. Someone hit the the play button and it was all playing back in my mind and in my heart. And I began to feel those emotions arise and those memories and thoughts arise. And it was like I was being taken back into that moment, into that day. And I had to begin to battle that. And how I battled that and how I overcame it is what I want to share with you today. So how do we journey through it? Well, the one thing that I quickly saw 
was immediately putting my eyes and my perspective on Jesus in heaven. That began to soften the blow. And then to put my eyes and my perspective on others. And so I started to focus on the relationships around me. I started to talk to those walking by me and sitting by me and begin to press into their life and learn more about them and how was this grief affecting them. And I learned that many of those around me were enduring their own personal griefs and loss their self. And I learned that those around me were experiencing some of the same feelings that I was experiencing. And some of them had had even more significant losses than I. And that immediately began to change my perspective. When we begin to put our eyes on Jesus and put our eyes on others, something happens. Well, let me tell you the number one thing that happens. It takes our eyes and focus off of us, off ourselves. It took my eyes and focus off of me. I, you know, the the woe is me, the self-pity party ended immediately when I began to put my eyes and focus on Jesus and those around me. The last thing that I recognized that helped me battle was trusting God and trusting the journey and focusing on the fact that the journey has great importance. Now, it's not the journey. It's not the story that I wanted, but it is the one that I have. And God's going to bring glory out of it. God's going to bring purpose and promise out of it. And the journey that I'm on, the one that I'm trusting God for, and the one that has great importance, friends, it's the journey that will lead me home. And so as I focus more and more on heaven and where I'm going, my home, I realize more and more that the journey that I'm on and everything that I've gone through is my journey. It is leading me home. And so I need to keep my mind and focus on heaven and my home and where I'm going. That's where I belong. That's where we belong. That's where we find our peace and our security and our rest is in the presence of God. While here on earth, we have to seek his presence to enter into that peace and that security and that rest. But one day we're going to be where our eternal belonging is. We're going to be in heaven. We're going to be with him in his presence there where we've always belonged. It's where we came from and it's where we're going. You know, one thing that I discovered through my grief and it even resurfaced through the events of this past week is expectations and that grieving really is grieving the hopes of my expectations. We're, we're grieving the, the loss of that loved one or we're grieving, you know, there can be many things that we uh, experience loss in our life. Okay, I'm speaking about loved ones today, but it could be anything. You know, if there is a significant loss in your life, you will grieve. And so with that, I've come to understand that a lot of my grieving was wrapped around my own expectations and hopes. In other words, I was grieving the hopes of my expectations that I knew I would no longer be able to have or hopes and dreams and visions that maybe I had had with my loved ones in the future, hopes that I had had with them that because they were gone from this earth, that was never going to happen here on earth. And so I was grieving those hopes along with that person. And I want to change our perspective even there. If you're someone that 
you know, has found yourself grieving the hopes of expectations. And the key word is my expectations. I was grieving my expectations and my ways are not the Lord's way. The Lord knows what was best. He knows what is best. And so his expectations, his hopes, his dreams, his purposes, his plans are always better than ours. And so what I have to do now, since those doors closed to my expectations, is I have to seek him. I have to seek heaven and eternity for my new found hope. Because those expectations, my expectations, they, they passed away. So now I have to seek eternal newfound hopes and the plans and the journey that the Lord has for my life because I'm still on the journey. And every day that I wake up, I'm getting closer to my permanent home. Every day I'm drawing closer to the place where I belong. And along that journey, I am discovering the newfound hope that Jesus wants my mind and heart focused on until I get there. Isn't that a great perspective to think about it that way? Now, I want to talk about the book of Hebrews a little bit because I have found so much hope in the book of Hebrews. I want to first look at chapter 11. This is a chapter of faith, living by faith. We get so many examples here from the Lord about those that have gone before us, the pioneers that lived in faith. You and I are living in faith today. And one day there'll be stories written about us. But I want to look at this in chapter 11, verse 13. It says, now, the, the, the verses before have already talked about Abraham and Abel and Enoch and Noah and Sarah, all these great warriors of faith. But here's what it says in verse 13. These all died in faith, although they had not received the things that they were promised, but they saw them from a distance. I want to stop right there. Now, I just spoke to you about expectations, our expectations, my expectations. I had to grieve those because I did not receive those on earth, but yet I am promised I am promised to be with those loved ones for eternity. We will all be together in eternity forever and ever in our new home, our permanent home. And so although those things didn't come to fruition here on earth, they will in heaven. And so that's what it's saying here. They did not receive these things they were promised here on earth, right? In the flesh, but they saw them from a distance. Now, why do you think it says to see them from a distance? Okay, could it be that their mind and heart and focus was also on eternity and on God? It says they saw them from a distance and they greeted them and they confessed that they were foreigners, foreigners now and temporary residents on the earth. That's what we're talking about. This earth is foreign to us. It should be foreign to us. We are temporary residents on this earth because we should be focused on where we're going now, it says in verse 14, Now, those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. And friends, they are not seeking the homeland here of earth. They are seeking their homeland in heaven. Now, if that was true for them then, it has to be true for us again today. Now, I want to talk about chapter 12. Flip on over to 
chapter 12. And oh, I love, I love, I love this verse. Now in my own personal grief, the Lord took me to these passages and I feel that there is more and more and more unveiling and revelation that is coming from this passage here. In chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have also such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, for the joy that lay before him. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, I want to go back to verse 1. Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnessing surrounding us. Okay, the word there that just leaps off the page to me is surrounding us. What does that mean, friends? When you think about the word surrounding us, that is not something far away. It says surrounding us. If our eyes can, you know, we are going there. They can't come to us. Jesus and our loved ones can't come to us in spirit, right? Jesus comes to us in spirit and spirit and truth as we read his word, as we pray, as we sit in his presence, as we worship. And when we do that, we can also sometimes, you know, feel the presence because our loved ones live on in our hearts. So sometimes we feel their presence, you know, we feel their sweet spirit, but they're with the Lord in heaven. They are in the cloud of witnesses, and it says that they are surrounding us. They are watching us run our spiritual race. They are a part of us running our spiritual race because they are cheering us on. They are cheering us on as we run our races. They've already run their race. We're left here to run our races, and they are cheering us on. That's what the passage also says in different versions that they are cheering us on. The cloud of witnesses surrounding us are cheering us on. So that means they're watching us. They're watching our spiritual races and they're surrounding us. Friends, what I'm trying to say, I'm hoping that it's encouraging you, is that when we keep our eyes focused on Jesus in eternity and where we're going, when we keep our eyes focused on Jesus and the cloud of witnesses that are surrounding us, we come into this understanding that heaven and eternity is really not that far away. The spiritual things, they're all around us. They're all around us. And even though we can't see, if we could see into the spiritual realm fully, and God, you know, he, he blesses some people to be able to see into the spiritual realm deeper and deeper. I, that's a desire I have, that the Lord would give me more and more revelation into the spiritual realm. I want to know more about the beautiful, spiritual, deep revelations of heaven and eternity. I want to know more about this place that I call home and a place where my loved ones are and a place in which I'm going. I want to know more so I can share it with those that are stuck here, grieving the hopes of their expectations, that instead they would turn their eyes, as the pioneers in the faith did, towards the things that are at a distance, right? That they would turn their heart and their focus towards heaven and towards Jesus and realize how we are just foreigners and temporary residents of this earth. You know, as my grief was resurfacing and I was trying to figure out emotionally how to work through it and how to deal with it, I realized that I was, again, getting caught up in the past instead of being caught up in the present of where I was and what was going on around me. And, and that's 
when I realized that God was trying to turn my perspective to him, eternity, and to those around me. And when I began doing that, I was filled with compassion. And the well was being filled up. My heart and soul was being filled up with messages and encouragement from the Lord to speak into other people's lives. And it was just supernaturally happening because I was trusting God in the present instead of getting stuck and being caught up in the past. And, you know, for many of us, life is a constant struggle just to survive. And and then there are others who have everything they could ever want and they yet, you know, remain unsatisfied and and unfulfilled. And so everyone's life journey is different. And there's things that can happen, unrelated events, some good, some bad, some that really, really sting and hurt and wound us. And perhaps you feel trapped by something like that. Perhaps you feel trapped by a circumstance or an event that recently happened. Or, you know, for a moment, I felt trapped and caught up in the past of the grief this past week and didn't feel like I could pull myself out of it because it was the stinging memories of things that had already happened that were in the past. That was a journey that I had already walked through. But here's what I want to say to you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your circumstances are, God didn't intend for these things to happen to us. We live in a fallen world, right? We've said that so many times on this podcast. He didn't intend for us to ever go through this life alone. Instead, he wants us to go through it with him. He longs to go through it with us. And so it is simply that, a journey. It's a journey. We have a significant time when we will be born, and we have a significant time when we will take our last breath, and our life here on earth will end. But it's what happens in between that time that makes up the significant part of our journey. And some of our journeys have been marked by disappointment, by sorrow, by heartache. I know mine has. Some of our journeys have been marked by um, emptiness and self-destruction, great pain. But what could the rest of our journey look like? Could it be different? I think the answer is yes. It can be different. Might it look different than the expectations that we had? Yes. But can it still be good? Yes, it can. With God's help, yes, it can. Our journeys can continue. They may look different. The pathway might be different. The storyline might be different. But with God, it can still be good. And we're only going to make this journey once. And each day, we're getting closer to our final destination. So why not try to make the most out of the journey that we have left? So what might this new journey, this new path that God has for us look like? Can we trust him in it, in this new path? Yes, we can. Is God going to fulfill every promise that he's ever given us in his word? Yes, he is. Are our loved ones in the cloud of witnesses surrounding us, cheering us on for the rest of our journey? Yes, they are. Is there a spiritual work combining with a physical work here on earth, a spiritual and an earthly work being done 
with the cloud of witnesses and us here on earth? Yes, it is. So when your grief returns from the loss of others or other circumstances in your life, when anniversaries arise, when holidays arise, when just simple things day to day that you see that reminds you of your loved ones, when anything causes grief to return, how we journey through it is keeping our eyes on Jesus in heaven and the cloud of witnesses and looking upon all of those around you, the relationships around you that God's put in your life. Is it someone that you need to minister to? Is it someone that you need to speak hope to? What about all the relationships, all the family members, all the joys still left all around you? Could we really be missing out on what God has right in front of us because we're getting trapped in the past, getting trapped in grief of the past, getting trapped in lost expectations when God is giving us newfound hopes all around us each and every day. So some doors close, but some new ones are opening. Don't miss out on the blessings and the gifts all around you in tangible ways, in relationship ways. Look for them. They're everywhere. I want to leave you with this. We talked about those pioneers of faith in chapter 11. And I want to end today's podcast with 1116. Those pioneers, they were speaking about a country that they could see far off. They knew where they were going, but they had not personally got there yet. So they saw it from a distance. It says they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Friends, God has prepared a city for us. And I pray that as we continue on this journey of life, and those of us that are experiencing grief and dealing with grief, that we keep our eyes and perspective on heaven. And the God that's there that loves us and is preparing a city a mansion, a home for us where we can all live together one day and for eternity. Friends, I love you bunches and I pray that you live life abundantly. If you like mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered into Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered and the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.